As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Mr. Scoots Magoots. What's up, dude? Uh, a whole lot. Uh, voice, a little fragile right now. You yeah. Know? You might hear some... Uh... Some prepubescent noises coming from me <laughs> throughout the episode, and I apologize in advance. I, uh, you know, still coming down from that Eagles high from Sunday night. I will say, was not recognized in the crowd. That's okay. Oh, no one knew who you were. Yeah, I like to fly under the radar. Was that is, surprising so. to you that you didn't stay? Yeah, out? I was looking around. I'm like, nothing really. Nobody's talking about Housewives. Nobody's talking about Bravo. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm at a it. sports game. Nobody's talking <laughs> about this shit. Like, get me involved. I want to talk. I'm here. But you know, it's probably better. For that I didn't because I wouldn't have any voice at all. Yeah, well, it was an exciting weekend for Philly sports. Tough day today. Philly's lost, but we're both repping our Philly's gear. Begrudgingly. We're still here for the boys. We're going to bring it back home. We're going to win this thing. We're going to go to the World Series. But that's for other podcasts to talk about. We're not here to talk about that for no. too long. I want to talk about one thing first before we get into everything else because we have another marathon tonight. I've realized that we are locked into this shit for at least another week. We've got reunion upon reunion with Southern Charm and Beverly Hills. We're punching in long hours, people. This is a lot of work, but... Uh, hey, you guys need to appreciate us, honestly. <laughs> Look, I love it. Shooter loves it. I'm just giving him a hard time. But the one thing I want to address, there's a new restaurant opening up near us. Uh-huh. They're selling a $99 gold-plated burger. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I have no idea. Would you buy that? No. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, it has to be. I imagine it comes out with sparklers and streamers. Like and bottle service? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's another one downtown that sells a $189 cheesesteak that has gold flakes in it. What? There's no nutritional value. If anything, I imagine it would just rip up my stomach. That, that's right? what I'm saying. Don't, I don't understand. It's so you can shit gold. That's what they want, I think. <laughs> to quote another Chappelle show reference, it makes my dookie twinkle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'll never understand that gimmick of food. And as a chef, it drives me insane. I fucking hate it. I think it's the dumbest ploy ever to try to get people to buy your food. I don't need gold on my burger. I need my burger to taste good. No, it's like that dickhead uh, Salt Bay. Oh, yeah. He started the whole thing. Everything that happens that makes no sense in food is probably his fault. You're blaming Salt Bay for all yeah, gimmicky food. Yeah, he's an food. asshole. Wow. I would love if we could somehow nurture a Salt Bay versus Shooter online feud. Yeah. If anybody is followed by Salt Bay, can you please message him and let him know that Shooter's talking shit on him so we can get this whole thing started? Yeah, I want all the smoke. I heard his food stinks, he overcharges everything, and he sucks. So... I'm here. Hot take. I'm ready to roll. Hot take, which leads us into our first ever segment. We're going to try to make this a recurring thing. Um, we're going to do some rose and thorn. A little rose and thorn, you know, be appreciative of something positive in your life and also, you know, addressing the negative. But we're going to do it with comments because Shooter and I find that when we are bored or when we're, or when we have free time on our hands, we tend to scroll through the comments because they're really fucking funny whether they're nice or mean. So we wanted to figure out a way to incorporate that in. 
So we're doing Rose and Thorn. You're going to give me your favorite comment of the week and your least favorite comment of the week or the meanest comment of the week that you found. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to give you mine. Okay. That works. You, you want me to go? So I'm going I, first. I want you to go first. Are we starting with a rose or are we starting with a thorn? That's up to you. That just tells me what kind of person you are. All right. That's fair. No pressure. Um, I'm going to go with one that is sort of in the middle, but I'm going to look at it as a rose. Okay. And this one comes to us from the Gabers, G-A-B-E-R-S. He says, I don't always agree with y'all, but love what you're putting out with the Brav Bros. Cheers, fellas. That's what we like. I love that. That's there totally are, fine. There are people out there that think that we're making this shit up, <laughs> that you and I are just here to bully people, that we're here to just talk about things that we don't know about, and we just kind of go with the flow and just do things for ratings. In reality, we're just speaking our truths. 100%. And if you don't agree with it, that's fine. Let us know you don't agree with it. We'll engage you in a little bit of a battle back and forth. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're still going to listen to us. Yeah, and it's all in good fun. We love a good back and forth, yeah. especially if it's approached with this kind of temperament in which it's like, hey, don't always agree. But like, I'm here for that. If you have rebuttals to us, we will partake. It's just the blatantly mean ones where they're like, they throw out horrible accusations and they say really mean things out of left field. And most of them are baseless claims. All of them are baseless claims because they'll be like, you guys are so one-sided. It's like, what are you talking about? Listen to episode one. I was very mean about Sutton and now I am fully on board with Team Sutton. So it's just, if you're going to come at us, do your research. So I appreciate it. That's a really good one. Good yeah. rose. Good so rose. that's actually, and that's a really good segue into my thorn is... Tori Hadley, 18, says you guys are too one-sided, boring, clickbait. <laughs> Case in point. Case in point. I mean, you know what? Clickbait, you're commenting on this. You watched it. And if she really does think that we're one-sided, and she knows that, and she's done her homework, that means that she went through all of our videos, or at least most of them. If you're going to sit there and you're going to watch all of our videos and still say that we're one-sided, that's wild to me. It's crazy. It's, it's honestly, it's just not doing your research. And yeah. if you're going to come at us, if you're going to come at the king, you best not miss. Say something funny. Yeah, we Get love our funny attention. stuff. Yeah, I agree. All right, my turn, my turn. Here we go. My thorn, I'm going to start off with a thorn. Okay, this was almost my rose because it was just a funny interaction, but I'm going to go with this as my thorn. From AP5432HLPI. Already a red flag. Okay. Too many letters, too many numbers. It does. I don't know what you're going for there. So off to a tough start. Don't try to make a legal threat comparable to death threats. That's a stretch. And Garcelle takes no accountability. Please stop licking her boots because it's en vogue. <laughs> One, wasn't really sure what en vogue meant. I assumed it meant like it's in style. Because like being in vogue, that was my thought. That's how that, yeah, that makes sense to me. But I decided to be a smart ass and just say... You mean like the magazine? This person went on to explain to me and then apologize and said, no, no, not the magazine. Sorry. <laughs> you, you just called you, us bootlickers. You, <laughs> yeah, you just insulted me and then apologized. So I think I won this interaction. One nothing brav bros. My rose is from Ebeth Gonza. And she commented, at brav bros, great podcast episode. Steele's thoughts on Austin and Taylor are spot on. She just mentioned me, so that's my rose. <laughs> she said your name. That's all. <laughs> really you, low bar for steel here. You win. Well, I actually, I have 
an additional one. Because Ooh. why not? You know, we're getting this started. Yeah, no, this is the first one. This is the inaugural one, so let's load it up. So we were tagged in something on Twitter. Someone out of nowhere just said, there's a podcast called Bravo Bros. Wrong. Close enough. Where men talk about their Bravo shows. That's it. That's the tweet. That was it. Great. Somebody commented on it and said, and it's the all caps hottest, sexiest thing. Watching two straight men diving into the Real Housewives is just fire to me. All right. We agree. It goes a little bit further. Oh, there's more? An additional comment. Yes, it is. Their voices are so hot. Well, you do have a hot voice and this little raspy I've going yeah. on. Like we called it last week, the raspy little follow up after screaming at the Eagles game. Just wait till my voice cracks like halfway through Salt Lake. Or... Then all the sex appeal goes out the window. <laughs> right buddy. out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at very different tweets next week. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough stalling. Let's get into it. We got a couple of things to touch on from BravoCon, but with the TV schedule being as as overloaded with shows as it is right now, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but there's a couple of key ones I want to point out. Ashley and Luke were spotted together multiple times coming and going from parties, to parties. Holding hands. Holding hands, mm -hmm. getting very close. What are your thoughts on this? I like it. I mean, I've always, well, maybe I shouldn't say I've always liked Luke, but recently I've liked him. Now, obviously he's not coming back to Summerhouse. That's kind of sad, but he was still there. We're seeing now in real time, I guess six months ago, Ashley going through her whole separation with Michael. Her and Luke together makes a lot of sense to me. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. I'm fine with it. They're both beautiful people. I'll give them that. Yeah. Like it, That makes sense to me much more so than Michael and her. Yeah. But, and we're going to get into Winter House probably in the next couple of weeks. We're not going to do it tonight. But you haven't seen Luke this season. And I'm excited to talk to you about this when we do watch it because woof. My guy is not doing well. I've watched one episode of Winter House and I'm already like, fuck this guy. So with that being said, the Ashley Luke thing totally makes sense. If it's just like a fling, that's something that's kind of fun. Her to work through her stuff with Michael. Great. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool here for it. I have yeah. no, I, I don't think they need to date. I assume she already has the house that we're seeing in Potomac. So I, she doesn't really have to worry about. I hope. The I court mean, of I public opinion here. Yeah. So whatever. Do your thing, girl. We, yeah, we're, we, we, we appreciate it. it. Yeah, we support it. We support it. One of the biggest things we need to discuss, I guess Diana is unofficially out. There's not been like a statement from Bravo that I've seen. Multiple accounts have reported that she is in fact not coming back. Good. I know. That, that's all we're going to say on it. Yeah. I mean, good. I mean, her, the four or five minutes that she was on the reunion, which I imagine she probably doesn't come back for the third one. She sucked. No, she's so, out. That I mean, one quick segment was all she had, yeah. which is bullshit. Let her go. I don't care. Maybe bring Asher back in a future <laughs> Ultimate Boys just, trip. Just to sing. Yeah, just to sing. No, I just want to see him on an Ultimate Boys trip with like Joe and Frank and Mauricio. He wouldn't know what to do. I know. That's he why I want to see it. I'm actually, okay, deal. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. I'm in. See, Bravo, we could be your recruiters. Yeah. We got good ideas, man. I agree. We just got all these ideas, man. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about, Erica Jane goes on stage at BravoCon and says the next couple to break up or divorce is going to be PK and Dorit. PK claps back at her and says, well, she also said that she didn't defraud people. She also did this. She also did. It lists a whole 
thing lists off different reasons why Erica Jane is not to be trusted. And then Erica comments back like, Jesus, I was, you can't take a joke? It's like, you weren't joking. No, I, well, I, I have a problem with the question. It's a shitty question. It is a terrible question. And I get it. Like, you want to get a rise out of people. You want to make a headline. Whatever. It's BravoCon. Shit like that's going to happen. But watching Andy in these reunions and him dodging the questions and not going deeper. He sucked tonight on the oh, reunion. He's, he sucked. I, I was, I'm going to use the P word. The P word? Yeah, I think he's a huge pussy. Oh, what the, like, <laughs> it's like penis. <laughs> the way that he, and we'll get into this, but the way that he backed down to the Fox Force 5 oh, it was, brutal. was brutal. It was brutal and it left our girls out to dry and it yeah. pissed me off. He's a coward. So yeah. anyway, we'll get to that. I guess we're not going to watch what happens live now. No, probably not. You know, <laughs> that, that ship has sailed. Yeah, whatever. We told you we're going to tell it like it is. But yeah, no, I mean, it is a shitty question. Like who wants to root for someone to split up like say something about you could have said like i guess ashley and michael they're already on the rocks like, i would have rooted for use, that just because michael is it's a, a cop out bag. though like they're already on the way out so just say something like that but it's erica jane she has to make a fucking headline and obviously she's going to play it close to home she's not going to say kyle and mauricio i don't know understand what the answer is maybe she just thinks that dorit's like such a robot that she's not going to come after her but pk is a loose cannon yeah, he PK will go after you. Shit. So eh, maybe not the best move by Erica, but you know, in the past, when has she ever made the best move? Look, it's going to get swept under the rug. It's not going to be a big deal. I know Dorit no. spoke out about it too. She made a post on um, her Instagram. I think it was like a story or something saying like people's true colors, this and that about Erica. So like she clapped back too. This has the writing all over it that it's going to be another Fox Force 5. Like, oh, you know, we were upset. Don't worry about it. We're moving on. Like, some kind of stupid shit where everybody's cool, calm, and collected, mm -hmm. and somehow it's going to be Garcelle Sutton or Crystal's fault that this happened to begin well, with. Well, when they bring it up and they're like, did you ever resolve that? Be like, oh, yeah, we resolved that. Yeah, we resolved it. We but love each other. Why, why are we bringing that up? Everything's fine now. Yeah, it's it bullshit. But let's get into it. Let's get into our main attractions for tonight. Up first, we are... Back with the Real Housewives of Scottsdale for the time being. You get one more episode of Scottsdale. We're with all the girls. It's the aftermath of the blowout at dinner where they didn't even... I didn't realize they didn't actually end up eating dinner. Like, I, do you think yeah. that a producer went out and, like, pulled the steaks off, like, at some point? He probably had a fire extinguisher. You think? They just, like, like, they just let it keep down. going. He didn't want to do it while they were arguing. <laughs> it would make for bad TV, but yeah, we got to go put that fire out. out guys, back, guys. The steak have been on fire for, like, 20 minutes. Just leave them. Just that night was never ending, too. Oh that my was God. crazy. It was draining. It was draining to watch. Well, and then I they... thought it was over. And then Heather comes back out. Heather comes back out. And then Jen brings out her, I guess, one of her glam squad members is also, I don't know if you caught her name. I don't know if I can say her name on the air. <laughs> I don't know if I, like, <laughs> you just said the word, but this, no, this, this, this is diff somehow yeah. different. It just feels worse. Yeah. So we're I not going to say the name. Crystal P. We'll call her CP. CP. I like that. That comes out, better. but it's 2 a.m. How long have we been doing this? Like, how long was that argument for? Whitney is asleep, passed the fuck out somewhere, and they still have the energy to go through a twerking class? Well, no, none of them could actually twerk, so it wasn't well, really. I didn't expect that they could. <laughs> when we saw this on the trailer, I guess referring to CP, they thought it was Heather. Oh. And then Heather commented on it and said, I really wish it was, but it wasn't. Heather's the fucking best, dude. She really is. She's so funny. 
But um, but yeah, I mean, it was just the night that seemingly never ended, and we got to relive the Whitney madness just to kind of try to nail down where she was going with all of this. And at the end of it, it's just like, yeah, she's drunk, but I think she's also kind of stupid, and she's just like a toddler. So here's here's my only rebuttal to this whole thing in giving her some grace. The trauma that she must be going through right now, like trying to remember all of this shit, trying to remember being abused as a child, I cannot begin to imagine what that does to your psyche. Mm -hmm. So everything she's doing right now, like I do understand that she's going through something that most of us will not be able to comprehend. So I'm not here to say whether she's handling it well or not. However, I will say like her past performances, like last year, like she does have a history of making things up or saying certain things and then saying something totally different when she is addressed. So we're seeing some recurring themes here. However, she's much more erratic this time. Like she's really not making a whole lot of sense and she was also hammered. So that added to the whole thing. I did finally deduce from like all of this shit. It took the entire fucking episode to understand what the main point was, which was she's upset because she's saying that Angie told them both and Heather said she didn't. That's the root of Whitney's issue with Heather. Yeah. It took me so fucking long to understand that that's why she was upset that by the end of the episode, it finally clicked when they were sitting at that restaurant. I was like, okay, like that's the root of the problem. Yeah. I didn't know. I it didn't. She was saying too many things. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll side with you on that. I do think that, like you said, her behavior is very erratic and all right, fine. We can chalk it up for her going through all of her trauma with everything that's going on in, in her personal life. Does Heather deserve to be screamed at because she didn't hear the same rumor? Do I think that Angie said it? Probably. Honestly. No. Okay. So Angie tweeted out. Angie tweeted out. I don't know what she's talking about. Now, I don't know if that's Angie trying to cover her own ass. I think so, because it looks like next episode we get a little bit of that. Does where she, Angie's, Angie's with them skiing, and she does address it. Does she say, like, this actually happened? Do we know that? No. It, uh, not so yet. we Maybe might actually week. get an answer next week. Hopefully. But it would be weird if she tweeted out that she didn't say it, and then next week we get to see that she did say not it. Not if she said that before it airs, because she's Good trying point. to cover her ass. Good point. So she might be trying to do some she damage She should lawyer control. up and start doing some ceases and desists. <laughs> we got to learn these things from Beverly Hills. Have they not been watching Rob, huh? Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it, everything's right there in front of you. Yeah, I mean, the night seemingly never ended, and we get to see Whitney just plop out of bed, run over to Heather's room, rip up her friendship card, oh, which yeah. is so fucking funny and just meaningless. But also, Heather was upset about that. Heather was really upset. And like the funniest thing is Whitney had that moment where she's laying in bed. She's like, I know what I can do to get her back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, God, like, is she going to pull an Amber Heard? Is she about to drop a deuce in her bed? <laughs> like, Who knows? What's she going to do? I'm going to rip up this card I wrote for her. This will show her. Funny thing is, she was right. It did. It, she was. It, it struck a nerve. Everyone else is waking up at the house. Um, I loved the fact that Heather wakes up to a half-empty box of Milk Duds, and the Milk Duds are over the bed. I'm like, she's one of us. Like, I don't know how many times I woke up with, like, Taco Bell or a Milk Dud probably at some point. Yeah. And uh, I just, she's so relatable that I... It just adds to her awesomeness. But we see Jen's like packing back up to like go back to reality. She's got a mock trial in New York. I will say, and like we talked about it before we started like actually covering Salt Lake when Jen Shaw was in the news a lot like months ago. And I was nervous that we were giving her too much of a spotlight 
and that somebody that is in her position shouldn't be given a platform to make herself look better. Knowing now that she pled guilty, watching these scenes is actually really fucking funny because she's so full of shit. Like everything she says, it's just painting her to be a worse person, which is awesome. Like I'm so here for that kind of TV where it's like, we're going to put this moron up for 45 minutes a week telling you how innocent she is, how she's so upset that her family's going to be so ruined by this. And she's so worried about her boys and her husband and that if you really cared about them, you wouldn't have done all this like super illegal shit. Like, I know you had the stance, not you had the stance, but you thought that she was maybe coming from a place where like, oh, if I do this stuff, I can take care of my family. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like it's completely 100% selfish. But to see her try to like gain sympathy from us as the audience, knowing now that she is 100% in fact guilty is fucking hysterical. She looks so guilty. And then for everybody else to come in and help her pack up. And then it is a little emotional. Look, I mean, at this point in time, they're friends. And I finally nailed down a time frame. They stopped filming in April. She pled guilty in July. So the last thing that we saw, I think they were talking to Whitney and Lisa, maybe, or Meredith, on Watch What Happens Live. And they said that they haven't talked to Jen since she pled guilty in July. So they're pretty hurt. They're pretty fucked up, probably, because... We are watching this laughing. They were going through it in real time thinking, you know what? Like, I think that she had good intentions. She's our friend. We need to support her. They supported her. She pled guilty. They look like assholes. So they're pissed off. So we get to see them in real time be upset for their friend who's going to New York, who might get 50 years in prison, as they said 15 times tonight. And they're crying. And it brings the two together that have been at odds for the first two episodes, three episodes. Just like that. Oh, yeah. Instantly. Boom. Hugging hug it out. for two minutes. Big hug. Lovely hug. Great time. We're done with that. I like that. That's a good okay little monument to, all right, we're done with this timeline, or we're done with this storyline for the first three episodes. Let's move on to the next thing. They now need, we've got Heather yeah. and Whitney. Let's do that for a couple episodes. Let them apologize. Have a new friendship note or some shit. Call on my shot. Have a new friendship note written up for Heather or for Whitney. Squash that. Move on to the next. Like, I like this. We're not dragging things no, on. We're moving. It's a good format. Yeah, we're moving pretty quickly, and I, I do actually enjoy it. And I, I mean, I can't stop comparing it to Beverly Hills because we just watched seven seasons in one. Yep. It's a lot better. It's a lot more enjoyable to watch. I told you. I told you Salt Lake is great. I told you Potomac is great. And we'll get to Potomac in just a second. But you referenced the, uh, the dinner that they're at. So it's like the remaining four. Jen goes back to New York to do a mock trial that she can't sit. That's the other thing. She can't sit through any of her own mock trials. She storms out of a mock trial. It's not a real trial. It's a fake trial that your team is putting together so that you can handle yourself well in court. I guarantee that that had to go into the decision of her lawyers being like, look, we need to take a plea deal. Because Why do they have to go to New York to do that? Can't they just do that in I Salt Lake? I think because they are being tried in New York. That's that, not real. So who cares? Do it on uh, a fucking film set. I, well, her whole, we probably don't really. Her whole law that. team. Yeah, we have. Look, yeah. look, we've gotten blasted for this before. We don't know anything about the law. We don't claim to know anything about the law. I'm assuming that her team of lawyers are probably New York based because I do know that you have to be licensed by the bar association in your state to practice law. It's not a nationwide bar thing. Bar thing. That's how official I am. Yeah, a nationwide bar thing. The way you can try law all over the country practice law so 
given her current financial status, I would imagine it would be much more cost effective for her to fly there than to fly her team of people out to her. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. Logical answer. Thank you. (laughs) But she heads back to New York. We got all these ladies sitting down at a table. Mind you, Lisa and Meredith are just now cool for the first time in a long time. Heather and Whitney are not cool at all. They are still at odds. They even hugged earlier, but it clearly didn't do anything. And we finally get into them discussing it at the dinner table. Whitney's so upset that Heather can't come to her aid in that moment. She really breaks down saying, like, I needed you. This is my problem with abandonment, with abuse, with this and that and this and that. I needed you to back me up there because I know you heard the same thing that I heard. Now, Heather's rebuttal here was a little shaky. Because she says, if I choose to not remember something because I don't want to throw my friend under the bus, then that's my prerogative, pretty much, is more or less what she said. Yeah. She should just double down and just say she never heard it. She should say I never heard it. What that says is, yeah, I heard it, but I'm choosing not to remember it because, one, I don't believe it, which I respect. And two, she's saying we as human beings can apparently just choose to not remember shit if it's like an incorrect statement, which is false. So in that regard, that painted a different picture where it's like, whoa, whoa, did you hear this? And did you leave her out to dry? I understand not wanting to get involved in these rumors, but at the same time, like your friend, close friend is breaking down in front of the whole group and you have the ability to jump in and be like, look, I heard it. I don't believe it. It is what it is. Instead, you choose to not believe something. It just got a little fishy. Where did she get that power, by the way? Did she ascend to a new like genetic code that she can now suppress memories on command? You can willingly suppress? I don't That's know. It's fucking sick. I, dude. Give me that. Like new superpower. When people ask, you want to fly? You want to be <laughs> invisible? No, I want to be able to repress memories on command. I don't think that one. Also, repress, it's not suppress. repress. What's it's suppress. Yeah. One, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think you should want to do that. that sounds cool. Mm, I think it's going to lead to a lot of issues down the road. Uh, we've, we've briefly talked about your psyche in the past. I think we're eventually going to have to dive into this. We might have to bring a therapist onto the show and yeah, really be, break it That would out. make for a pretty good live show. <laughs> love, love that. But the funniest part, it's top three in all Bravo moments for me. So these two women are going back and forth about one not saying that the other one heard these rumors, right? Like they're so upset about calling each other liars that we completely disregard the fact that they're arguing about rumors that are being spread about a woman that is sitting at the fucking table and she is seemingly not there in this moment. Like it's, they're yelling back and forth back. I needed you to back me up on these rumors. Like she comes back with like, the rumor was like, he's giving blowies for, or she's giving blowies for courtside seats. And Lisa's just taking it all in stride. Like you can see, she's trying to speak up a couple times and doesn't. And finally, crying she goes can we just not say that it really hurts me completely blue pyre like didn't even hesitate to like lisa shut up we're dealing with something here <laughs> like this isn't about you and giving blowjobs for jazz tickets this is about me and whitney calling each other liars so just sit there and shut the hell up like the complete disregard for her in that moment was sad but very funny it is really funny, and it's also really funny when you watch, because we talked about this last week. We watched the episode. We watched another episode tonight, so it's been a week for us. It's a night for her. Yeah. So after a week, we're like, all right, yeah, that is pretty fucked up. Like We probably shouldn't be saying this over and over again last week, but now it's funny to us, yeah. because it's been a week. We've yeah. had some time to stew on it. So I look at it right away, and I'm like, 
all right, Lisa, like, it's kind of funny. Like, why don't you just laugh about it? <laughs> Especially it. if you're not giving out blowjobs. Even if you are, it's still kind of funny. Yeah. It, just laugh about it. And then I realized, it. oh, shit. It's like less than 24 hours since last night when she heard the rumor for the first time. Like, that's probably pretty brutal. Yeah, it, it can't be easy to sit there and listen to them, like, completely negate your feelings and talk no. about this rumor. But also, Heather was, and I love Heather, and I, I will stand behind her. But in this instance, she was negating Whitney's feelings. Yes, she was. As Whitney is going through what she's going through, and she has a lot of trauma that she's dealing with, and she's being a little outlandish, give her the benefit of the doubt. No, I agree. You know what? Look, Whitney, we're not seeing eye to eye on this. Let's, for Lisa's sake, just move on. Let's not talk about it. It's not true. We both deny that it's true. Let's move on. It's good. We're cool. Don't belittle her and say that she started this trip for Jen. And then took it over for herself, which she did. We all know that she did. Right. But it's one of those things like you can't say that because, I mean, did she take it over? Yeah. But at the same time, like she's going through some really serious trauma. And to belittle that next to what Jen is dealing with. Now, I understand that, you know, Whitney will still have her freedom. Like she's not going to prison. But this is a brand new thing that she has no memory of. So like this is dealing with fresh, really, really, really upsetting trauma. So to just to give Jen, who is a guilty human being, who is about mm-hmm. to be a convicted felon, a girl's trip to feel better about being an awful person. Like, I bet when Heather watches it, and Heather is still on Team Jen, like, she's still friends with her. But I would imagine watching this back, being like, this was a day for Jen, and looking at how she treated Whitney in that moment, she has to have some, like, oh, yeah, I, I was wrong there. Like, I should have just bit my tongue. And that's the one thing with Heather that, like, when she feels slighted because she is so ride or die and she is like, she had Whitney's back all the way to the end until Whitney. And by the way, Whitney called her a liar. Heather didn't call Whitney a liar, not flat out. At least Whitney's the one that said, you're a liar to Heather. And that's what like straw that broke the camel's mm-hmm. back or the toe that broke the camel's back. Well, Whitney was Hill. also like charging her when she was saying that. Yeah. And then she and like, then she goes, Oh, you threw me into a wall. No, you've charged her and she brushed you yeah, off. She was the one being aggressive. Right. So, could Heather have handled it better? Without a doubt. Could Whitney have handled it better? Without a doubt. Are they both kind of wrong? Yeah. So they should just shut the fuck up, make nice, move on in like two episodes. Give us like two episodes of them feuding, like you said, and let's keep this puppy rolling. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to jail for 15 to 20 years. So who gives a <laughs> shit? In the grand scheme of things, you're not that bad of a person. Let's move on. Yeah. But you're going to sit there and talk about how your family's going to be affected when you're the one doing illegal shit and ruining other families. But that takes us to my favorite franchise. We are back in the Mid-Atlantic with the Real Housewives of Potomac for another stellar episode, in my opinion. But this is your second episode, period. So what are our thoughts? Uh, after week one, now we got week two. We had new power rankings. Like, where, where are we at? Uh, yeah, I mean, the power ranking thing is, it's going to be very fluid. Oh, so yeah. I think what I'm going to do from here on out, after every Potomac episode... I will tweet out my power rankings. Okay. All right. I like Rather that. than working through it right here, you know, kind of in my mind, it gets a little messy. I change my mind depending on your reaction, facial or verbal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just not going to do that. It doesn't make for good podcast. Then give me a top, top and bottom. Just one and first and last. All right. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to put Karen still at the top. I don't really think that's going to change. That will not honestly. change, but I want to hear it every week. Yeah. I'm going to put Karen at the top and Giselle is deep. Deep at the bottom. Told you that would shift. 
Woo! Told you she dropped. Drift. Yep. That'll happen. And I did see a lot of comments when we we posted a TikTok last week about me talking about how Karen was instantly my favorite. Everybody said absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. When you asked, when I asked you who you thought was my favorite, and you said maybe it's Giselle, the people in the comments were coming for you saying, "Is Giselle anybody's favorite?" Yeah, no, no, I, she's not my favorite either. Yeah. I thought that you would like her because she will always stir the pot. Well, I did have a really good moment earlier that you just kind of brushed by. You didn't give a shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, no, did I negate your feelings? <laughs> you negated my feelings. Oh, yeah, I'm you sorry, belittled bro. my feelings. No, I um, I couldn't figure out how Giselle looked familiar to me. Then I realized she looks like Vanessa Williams. And I was like, oh shit, that's exactly who it is. So I type in Vanessa Williams, Giselle Bryant. Lo and behold, in 1983, when Giselle won Miss America, she did a performance as Vanessa Williams. No Huge way. Huge for me. Big moment for me. Yeah, you texted you me said, that. You said, are you proud of yourself? Yeah. Were you? That was, was a, a rough genuine day? question. It was, dude. I've <laughs> yeah, had a I was rough proud of week. All right, I've that been, was huge. I've been cooking for eight hours a day for the past five days. This is after I'm at the gym. So yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. All right, give well, me a break. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but anyway, no. Um, I am really enjoying it. Uh, the husbands are good and bad, which is good. Like that's what we want. We want a couple of. Husbands like Ray that we can kind of get behind and he's funny and quirky and saying random shit. And then we get a couple of the bad ones like Chris or, you know, Seth over in fucking Salt Lake. Michael. Michael, obviously. Michael, which he hasn't been on screen yet, which is good. Um, I'm actually curious if he's going to be on, like, I, if they're getting divorced, maybe he's not. If they do the whole housing thing, he's probably going to have to be on there, At right? some point, you would imagine, for, like, the contract negotiations or something like that. I just want him on there once just for me to experience it, but whatever. You're going to be creeped out. I, I guarantee you the minute he starts talking or the minute he walks on screen, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, but this, I mean, this episode, this season, this franchise, it has a really good flow to it that I'm really enjoying. And, I mean, we can just jump right into it. What do you think? I mean, you know this franchise. You know these husbands. What do you think about Chris's DM into Ashley's Instagram? Okay, so... I have mixed feelings on this whole thing, mm -hmm. and it's just from my first impression of Chris, like over the years watching Potomac. But I'll start off with just using like straight up logic and reasoning. The DM could be like a little sketchy just because of the timing of it, like two forty three. Like, mm -hmm. no, you probably shouldn't be sliding into your wife's friend's DMs, right? I mean, that's a given. But I didn't think it was like over the top i didn't think it was suggestive I, it was like come to the w and like he is recently the gm of view the restaurant there so like could i see it being like one of those things where it's like yeah like just don't do that again like that's weird yeah i didn't think that that was damning evidence and then and then giselle says that she had an awkward moment with him at the reunion here's my problem she says that he wasn't creepy he didn't say anything creepy but she felt creeped out by the situation. But then she also says, I don't really remember what he said. It was late. If you're going to do this, okay, if you're going to make these kinds of claims on television, now you're fucking with a guy's life. You're fucking with his marriage. You're fucking with his job, potentially. Like if the view sees that he's inviting chicks back to his bar and they think it's in like a non-platonic way, they're going to feel a certain way about that too. So you're messing with a lot of things here that can really damage somebody's life. If you're going to make those claims, you need to have solid evidence to support your claim 
what did he say? Did he say something out of pocket? If he did, then yeah, that's fucking weird. If he didn't, you guys all just got done filming together. According to you, the conversation was fine. He didn't make any kind of advances. He wasn't implying anything. Do I think it's a great situation for like him to be in that room with her one-on-one when they're both drunk? It's late and it's like her private room? No, it's not ideal. But at the same time, it's not worth bringing to Candace's attention. I'm on the fence because... So that's the logical... Like breaking it down, looking. Yeah, but at what the is? Facts. What do you think about his character? That's my problem. Yeah, that's that's he, what I want to get. He strikes me as a sketchy guy. He drinks monster. He drinks monster. That's a big red flag yeah. right out of the gate. Like he just seems shady to me. Like there's just something about. There's always been something about him where it's like I just don't trust this guy. Well, what the, do you think? The first thing that I actually completely forgot to say. Whitney was also drinking Monster during Salt Lake. I noticed that. I wrote it in my notes. Dev noticed it too. <laughs> you she are goes, noticing the Monster. <laughs> Dev was the first one to call it out. Yep. Dev goes, oh, she's drinking a Monster. I go, ooh, shooter will like that. <laughs> yep. Untrustworthy. Anyway. Um, all right. So I've got three quick points. One, the content of the DM was strange. Should have came to the W at 243. Weird. Yeah. That, if yeah. you say, ah, man, you guys should have came to the W. I'm the GM there now. Would have been great to see you. It is ambiguous. It's Perfect. A, it's an ambiguous Fine. DM. It is, it is weird. It is quick. It does have a little bit of a slimy feel to it, I think, just because of the content. Valid. If he had messaged her at 9 a.m. and said the exact same thing, should have came to the W, less weird. Yeah, different Obviously, connotation. Way less weird. Then there could have been a conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm the GM there, blah, 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 whatever. From Ashley's perspective, I think it's fine that she brought it to Candace's attention because she felt a little bit weird about it. And didn't really know what to do. And to her point, yeah, if, she, if Candace was going through Chris's phone because he has been out till, until 1 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. She's flipping out. She's got to be on the border of you know, checking his location. Oh, fuck. Time out. Because I'll forget. What? The text was at 2.43. Yeah. My guy gets done work at 1. Well, it, I don't know. It's semantics, I think. I want to check what time the bar closes at The View. You can check that if you want to. Probably 3. While you're checking that, you do your research. From Ashley's perspective, I think it was entirely fine, and I'm happy that she brought it up to Candace. I also am happy that we got a funny little quote from Candace about, I will give her one benefit of the doubt token. I want to give out benefit of the doubt tokens. One to person, one to each person, depending on if I like you, actually. But one to each person. I'm going to start doing that. One benefit of the doubt token. Okay. That's going to be a new little segment that I'm Thanks, just going to throw out there. Thanks a lot, Candace. Cool. Giselle is the worst in all of this. Assuming that Chris's intentions were platonic, fine, whatever, Candace has his back, we're good. Giselle is just reaching for little things. She's yeah. reaching all over the place. She was reaching with Mia. She's reaching with Ashley. She's reaching with Candace slash Chris. She's all over the place. I don't know what she's doing or what kind of storyline she's going for, and we get to see Candace break the fourth wall which was awesome. I loved her breaking the fourth wall. Because we talk about it all the time. We're like, oh my God, are they really going to just push this storyline on us? She said, if this is what, I mean, in context, if this is what the storyline is going to be about, Chris is off limits. You do not want to do that. I will not be here for that. Yeah, Michael Darby's available. <laughs> the ass grabber himself, she said. Like, that's so true. He's available. Go after him. You're not going after my husband. I love that Candace stuck by her husband like that. Again, do I think Chris is a little slimy? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot there and hopefully I'm wrong, but who knows? But I do love the Candace stuck by her man. I love that she brought it right to the EP. 
And I'm all about that. The worst, the biggest loser in this whole situation is Giselle. Well, you're going to see this happen time and time again. And this is Giselle's storyline. She will insert herself in different scenarios. She will stir the pot and she will not back down. It's actually, it becomes somewhat endearing the more you watch it because that's just who she is. And she's unapologetic about it. Like she will call everybody out. That's why Robin and her get along so well is because Robin understands. Like you see the moment when they're at lunch together and Robin's like, I want to talk to you about something. I need to say this first. Like you're airing out my shit to Ashley. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you talking? But Robin also understands like that's just Giselle. So they can quickly squash it and move on. That's why they're tight. I genuinely don't know if Giselle's like trying to intentionally instigate. <laughs> like sometimes I think she just needs to say what's on her mind. Like she's like, here it is like word vomit. Blah. I think that as I keep watching this, I'll, I'll be able to get a better feel for that, whether it's like organic or completely just pushing for a storyline. But at this moment, it just looks like she's just grasping at straws to try to get some more attention, to I'm try curious. to get more camera yeah. time. So I don't really like it. I don't care for it. I did like that Robin was the one who told Ashley, no, I think that's fine. I mean, he works at the W. It's fine. He works at the View, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. I think he just wanted you guys to come. I feel like he would reach out to me and do the same thing. And then when Ashley told Robin that she had that conversation with Candace and Candace squashed it and they were cool, Robin was so happy. She's like, I'm right. That was yeah. so nice to be right. The last thing that I want to touch on um, before we move on is just we finish up the episode with once again, we're talking about Ashley purchasing a house with her soon to be ex-husband, allegedly, and she's going back and forth with Giselle. Giselle, once again, see, like Giselle will call her out. Mm -hmm. So like, I think you're going to learn to appreciate what she brings to the table. They're going back and forth and trying to, she's trying to relay to her like, this is a really bad idea. You don't buy a house with the guy that you're divorcing. And then Ashley's rebuttal, and this is another Ashley trope that throughout seasons she constantly will defend michael and their relationship and she'll use irrational logic to try to defend these things and then she starts comparing her relationship to giselle and jamal's relationship in which jamal cheated on giselle and ashley's like you know he treats me well he's never cheated on me and giselle has to stop her goes never cheated on you she goes not recently <laughs> That's the only thing you need to say, Ashley. And also, yes, recently, you just don't believe the cheating allegations. Yeah. You saw a picture of this man's ass in briefs in a hotel room mm -hmm. taken by somebody else. Then we get the quick clip of like that girl from the strip club that reached out to one of their friends and was like, hey, heads up, Michael was in the club last night asking who he could take back to his hotel. What do you think they're doing at the hotel, Ashley? Do you think that he's getting like dancing lessons? Do you think it's CP out there teaching Michael how to twerk? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? I did like that Charisse immediately said, oh, that's fine. You, you get your, get, I forget exactly what she said, but she alluded to getting your financial comfortability and then leave them. And you know what? She is clearly a force to be reckoned with because when she said that, the room quieted down. People oh, yeah. had less to say about it after Charisse mm -hmm. chimed in. And I appreciate it. I was like, ooh, we might have like another big player here that can kind of steer this group. and like. I know she was in previous seasons. She wasn't in last year. So, like, I'm excited to see what Sharice brings to the table. Mm -hmm. We have a good cast of characters, dude. And I'm glad that you're into Potomac. Oh, yeah. Definitely into it. Now we're back in Charleston. We got our first reunion of the evening that we're recapping. Um, I didn't think that this one was all of that electric. I thought it was a lot of stuff we saw from the first reunion. Yeah. So we can just kind of jump through it a little bit. 
I mean, they briefly touched on like Benita and kind of how her season went, and she legitimately lost all of her friends on the show. Well, did you see that in the back she was doing shotguns with Craig and Austin? She's closer with those guys now. I know. Which I, I, I actually kind of love that trio. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If that's what she wants to do and she wants to be with the boys, all for it. But, but push that narrative. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, I want to see where that goes. Like, Vanita, Craig, and Austin is a funny TV show. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm down to watch that. And I think then, I, like, the one episode we had of Vanita with the boys on the boat was her most enjoyable episode because she let her guard down. She got to actually, like, be herself a little mm-hmm. bit and, like, have some fun. So if we can get that Vanita by her, like, kicking it with the dudes... Here for it. I don't yeah. need to see her spats with Madison. They're not entertaining. They're annoying. Watching her shotgun beers with the bros, that's good television. I don't, while you're on the subject of Madison, I don't need Madison on any TV show. No, period. She's brutal. She's so tough to watch. She's so entitled. She thinks that she's bigger than everybody else on the show, which I don't understand why. I understand that she's like a big Bravo leb as far as like the ranking system goes. You could tell that she was like quietly happy that Olivia and Austin aren't still dating. Oh, 100%. She's like, oh, you didn't have it. Like, I had it. Yeah. And she's just constantly talking about her relationship with Austin. It's like, fuck off. Like, you have a fiance. Go do that. Go live your life. You talk about getting out of Charleston. You talk about dating out of Charleston. Go Go away. Go to a different city. Scottsdale might be hiring. (laughs) I won't watch that show. But you you're the one pining it. for that show. Nah, you know, if she's on it, I'm definitely not going to watch you're it. You're the one that you're at the forefront. Of, I just want it to happen. Of Rockstale. Damn oh, it. God I damn. It. Wow. Rossdale. It would just be Ross. R-H-O-S. Ross. Yeah. That actually Rossdale. You don't have to put the Dale in it. But I, anyway. It sounds better. Yeah. She can go away. Rossdale. We know Leva's going away. We get, Of course, we get a little plug for her new show, which... Yeah, it looks like a younger version of Vanderpump, which is probably what Vanderpump was when it started. Maybe it I, I didn't watch it, but I don't think I'm going to really be able to watch Leva because Leva bothers me so much. And I did like that pretty much everybody was against Leva for what she did to Craig during his party. And everybody was on Craig's side, including Andy. So, well, you had to be. It was so weird to watch her tell her side of the story. Like, you did this, you started this, and then mm-hmm. it cuts to the clip. It's like, no, he fucking didn't. And then Naomi chimes in. It's like, well, you just made us feel a certain way. It goes back to like the seating thing. He's like, yeah, like there's no seats. So you guys got to sit at the other table. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's what caused everything to happen. And they're like, no, you called him a clown. You told his business partners that he was a clown. She's like, no, I didn't. Roll the yes, film. Yes, you did. Like, let's check the tape. Yeah, you fucking did. Yeah. You were out of line. It was a bad look for you. Now, I will say this. Having her removed from that cast and in her own realm with the Southern Hospitality Show, I might be okay with it because she's not going to be... I don't like Leva. I loved Leva in the beginning of the season. I do not like her anymore. Mm-hmm. But if she's not pining to be like the HBIC where she thinks she's better than everybody because there's no one else there to be better than, like in this world, she will be the Lisa Vanderpump of this show. She might shine, and it might be a good... If they can capture the magic that was Vanderpump, like the original seasons of Vanderpump, if they can even come close to that, it's going to be a great show. Like, I have high... I honestly have high hopes for it just because I'm such a Vanderpump fan Mm -hmm. that I want it to do well. So I will give Leva a shot in that capacity. 
I do not want to see her back on Southern Charm. I do always like when they kind of splinter off and they do something like a little different. Now, obviously, it's sort of mirroring what Vanderpump was or is or whatever, but it's not another housewife show. It's not another Southern Charm. It's not another summer house. It's a little different. So it'll give us a little bit of a wrinkle depending on when it's airing and whatever's on. If it airs at the same time as Beverly Hills, maybe that'll be a nice reprieve away from Beverly Hills or whatever the hell they're doing in New York with all that shit. So, yeah, all right, fine. I might check it out when it comes on. I'll give it that. But the majority of this reunion is really just Taylor and Shep-centric. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough to watch, but it's over. Yeah, and we've, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, on end. Yeah, and she just really, I mean, Taylor really just brought up all the same things that she said in the first reunion. My biggest takeaway is I don't think there needed to be a second part. No, they really didn't. They could have done all of this in episode one. Easily. Clearly, they just wanted to drag it out because they knew we would fucking watch it, and Mm -hmm. we did. That's all. I like that. That's all I have to say. Nice. Tie it up with a little bow. We'll see you next year. We can move on. But overall, good season of Southern Charm. I realize why the people like it. I'm glad I am now a fan. Looking forward to next year. Cool. I'm torn on this last part because I only get to say this two more times until next year, but at the same time, I only have to say this two more times and we're done with this fucking show for a year. We're back at Rabha, reunion part two. Overall, I thought it was a good reunion episode. It gave us enough to look forward till next week when the nuke is going to drop. We got to start it out with a little poll between me and you, okay? What's a worse word? The C word? Or evil? The C word. The C word. Yeah. Hands down, no question. I think that, and it's also surrounded by context. I mean, what Diana is and what she brought to the early stages of the show and what she's, whatever the fuck she's doing right now with Garcelle, is evil. You can't turn around and use the C word and not expect people to get up in arms about it. Now, the wrong people are up in arms about it. You should see everybody pissed off about this. And you don't. You know, you see your one faction that's pissed about it. Thankfully, Andy stepped in and said, no, well, that, that is absolutely the worst word. That's, yeah. that's where I'm falling. But on then this. Andy lost because everyone else is like, no, evil. But yeah. not every, the, sorry, the Fox Force 5 is like, no, evil's definitely worse, Andy. Evil's de-. We're talking about like a word that if, unless you're, you know, our Aussie listeners, uh, it has a different, it's not as rough as it is in the States. I learned that. Yeah. When I was playing baseball in Australia, I lived with my host mom's mom for a little while, who was this awesome, awesome lady. She crushed port wine every night, and she would just sit there and like shoot the shit with me. But she had three grandchildren, like 10, 6, and 3, and they would run crazy around the house. And she would literally be like, oh, you stupid C-words, like, knock it off to their grandkids. And I thought it was hysterical. But again, it has a different meaning over there. In the United States, very tough word to use. Definitely, definitely worse than evil. But of course, the Fox Force 5. No, no, no. That's fine. Of course. And you know what? Let me start off this reunion because my biggest takeaway from this, I do not like Dorit. I don't care. I don't understand why people like her. I asked my fiance about this and she said, well, I think it's just because she's like adorable at times and she's just harmless and whatever. She sucks. The she fashion. does fucking nothing. I don't care about the fashion. I'm watching this show. Yeah, all right, fine. People enjoy the fashion. Awesome. Sick. 
She brings absolutely nothing to the show. She's a robot, a lapdog for Rena and Erica. She stinks. Get her off the screen. I don't want her anymore. I'd rather her leave than Rena leave at this point. She does absolutely nothing. She just sits there the whole time. She makes these faces. She says things when, like, only when Sutton and Garcelle are talking. She yeah. never interjects when Rena and, and Erica are talking because they can give her a look and she'll just stop talking because she's a fucking lapdog. I do not care. And I know there's a lot of Dorit stands out there. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, no, Dorit is absolutely the best. She's, she's my favorite housewife. Why? Why? What does she do that you enjoy watching every week? Nothing. Nothing at all. PK is more captivating than she is. I agree with she that. She stinks. I agree Get her that. out of here. I would love to. We might have to take a poll and see for our Dorit fans out there. Give us your reasons why you're a Dorit stan. Well, I don't care because I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you guys are so one-sided. You always talk about the same people. Fine. I We'll talk about someone different. We never talk about Dorit. We talked about Dorit to the point where we were so exhausted about talking about her burglary that we had to move on. And we haven't talked about her since. That's you know true. why? Because she hasn't done shit. I don't care. She brings nothing to the table. So people can talk about it all they want. People can come for me in the comments. Come all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back off on that one. But yeah. whatever. Get her out of here. And if you have an issue with it, let's go. You know his I'm screen here. name. The one thing before we move on, when they're in their dressing rooms and they're kind of like shooting the shit, you get like a quick clip of Erica talking to Dorit. She says that Garcelle, Sutton, and Crystal were put on this show in an attempt to break up the Fox Force 5, that they are the problem here. That is spoken into existence by Erica. Let's roll the tape back. But like, do these women watch this fucking show? I feel like I ask this question every week. Like, what show am I watching? How can they watch their actions back and be like, oh, we were right. These girls have a vendetta against us. We're not out of our minds. We're not causing shit where shit doesn't need to be caused. But anyway, that takes us to, I mean, the biggest point of tonight's episode, I think, was Garcelle um, and then Crystal later on. But we're getting like the wrap up of Garcelle and Diana and Garcelle pretty much is saying like, I'm done with this conversation. I'm moving on from this. I don't want to talk to you about it because she doesn't believe anything Diana's saying. And if you look at what's being said, Diana's still talking about her investigative team, how they're getting to the bottom of the bots, whatever. It cuts to Garcelle's face and she's making a face. And she made a face last week when they were talking about this. And it leads me to believe that Garcelle's investigative team might be onto something to where there's some fingers possibly pointing at Diana. Did you get those vibes? Yeah, I definitely got those vibes. And it also still makes zero sense, less than zero sense, why Diana would get involved in a lawsuit of any kind. There was one comment that mentioned her by name. So that's what set her off? No, that's bullshit. I read it as she hired a team of lawyers to protect her, to make sure that there's no trace back to her. She's not investigating this in hopes because she doesn't give a shit. You can see it. She has sent threatening text messages to Garcelle. She's talked about it at lengths. She talks about how nobody would go after beautiful Jax and he's so precious and none of us should have to deal with that. We all have kids and we don't want these people to go after our kids. 
then like you're not involved. Garcelle doesn't want you involved. Garcelle does not like you. Garcelle hates you. Did not ask for your help. Didn't ask for your help. So you're not hiring a team of lawyers to get to the bottom of this so you can figure it out and present it to Garcelle to then be friends with her. You don't care about your friendship with Garcelle. So the only logical reason why she would be doing this is to make sure that there's nothing that traces back to her. And I think that's a smoke where there's smoke, there's fire situation where she is trying to cover her own ass and no one is speaking on it. And Garcelle, I think, isn't speaking on it because her lawyers probably told her not to. Let's not engage directly with Diana. Ooh, I like Maybe that. we have a couple of things here that do lead back to Diana. We don't want to blow those things up. We don't want you to get into an altercation with her that you might lead her to believe, okay, I do have something on you. Just keep your mouth shut. Just keep saying that you don't want to talk about this anymore because it doesn't really make any sense. She doesn't, Diana clearly doesn't care. She's always so self-serving that her doing this is so out of character. It only means that she's somehow doing this for herself. So it really just doesn't make any sense. And I can't really wrap my head around it. And she, again, she's only on the reunion for like, what, five, six minutes just to, in total. Yeah. Just to put her face up on an iPad and then her to go at it with Garcelle for a couple minutes and then leave. So who gives a shit? She's not coming back next year for all the reports. So I don't know. I hope that Garcelle absolutely nails her. I do too. I hope that she uncovers that she was behind it. I'm, I hope that we get to find out who was behind it, honestly. But um, Andy had a really bad reunion and yeah. it started, I mean, it started last week and we see it time and time again. The Fox force five brings up a point. He supports them. The other girls bring up a point, and he brushes past it. There was a really shitty moment tonight where we're talking about Garcelle's book in the trash, okay? The book to Garcelle is a really big deal. She's really proud of the book, as she should be. We come to find out that Rinna is the one that actually threw it in the trash and then took a picture of it, sent it to a group that Garcelle is not involved in. So now Rinna is openly saying that, yeah, we have a side group that we talk shit on these ladies about. Yep. It's like total mean girl shit. It's like burn book shit. It's just not necessary. Quick cut to Garcelle. She is like visibly, visibly upset, like to the point where she's holding back tears. Like this really cut her deep. What does Andy do? You don't recycle. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Not only that, there was a very prime moment where I forget if it was Garcelle or Sutton referenced the three of them sitting on the other couch being Dorit, Erica, and Rinna. And said, well, you guys always do that. The three of you will stick together no oh, matter yeah. what. And Andy said, oh, really? And looked over at them and then didn't ask a follow-up question. Nope. And I'm like, Andy, you are such a pussy. Go after them. Like, there's no reason. Everybody wants to see it. Everybody wants you to ask the follow-up question and be like, do you guys see yourselves as like that? Do you see that, like, maybe you're not letting anybody else in? Maybe you're always standing together and not ever breaking apart? He could have asked so many different questions to try to get that going and just didn't, just chose not to. That could be the biggest storyline from the reunion. And then we get Kathy next week. This could have been huge. Yeah, massive. And instead you just say, oh, so you weren't recycling? Like he just played it off. Yeah. And then afterwards, not only that, he commended Erica for holding on to that forever about how everybody thought that it was Erica that threw out the book and it was Rinna. And Erica goes, you know me, I'm just a really good friend. And he laughs it off. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, fuck you, Andy? Like, who are you here for? You're supporting these three, I guess, just because they gave you ratings years and years ago. But everybody fucking hates them now. You need to be in with the times and understand where your show is going. 
This is your baby. You want to nurture it and keep it going? This is what we want. Parenting corner with Shooter. Yeah, here we are. And then we get like a brief touch on Sutton and like we're wrapping up her season. And here's why I love Sutton. And we like, look, to our OG listeners, the ones who have been with us from day one, you do know my stance on Sutton originally and was not a big fan of hers. I've come to love her. I know what she's about now. Like she puts her foot in her mouth sometimes. And we get that recap that I also thought was kind of shitty because after the fact, Andy didn't tie it back to, yeah, but. Like you, you grew, like you learned, blah, blah, blah. Like it's that cut scene of all the stupid shit she said back to back to back, which yeah, paints a really shitty picture, but she clearly is upset about the fact that she said those things about Dorit after the burglary. And we did find out later that she was triggered by her memories of her father back in the day, but she apologizes relentlessly. That's the worst day of my life. That's Mm -hmm. the worst thing I've ever said ever. In that moment, Dorit should just be like, thank you for the apology. I appreciate it. Period. No, she doubles down and said, because even people that go through trauma don't say that, like those kinds of, like you have to throw that second little jab in there just yeah. to be, to say that you got the last fucking word in there. Like this woman's apology, it's a genuine heartfelt apology to try and move past this. One more quick jab. Now we're good. Yeah. Like it's such horseshit. Just take the apology and move the fuck on. But they finally talk about Kyle and like getting physical because do I think that it was like physical abuse or assault? No, but it was very strong handed. Like when she grabbed her, when she was talking to Diana, that was too much. When we see her, like even at the Birkin party, when she ran up to Sutton, like grabbed her and like try to yank the bag out of her hand, like too much. Like I would never, how long we've been friends? A long time. Have I ever grabbed you like that? No. Not one time. No, I don't think so. We've never compared penises, and no. I've never grabbed you like that. Two things. Two things we've never done. Keep compiling this list. Yeah, but, you know. What? <laughs> never say never. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad that Sutton did take the time to call Kyle out and say, in that moment with Diana, yeah, one, that was too much. You shouldn't have grabbed me that hard. But two... You didn't have my back at all. You took Diana's back 100%. You denied my miscarriages. You denied my feelings. You took her side completely and said really horrible things, to which Kyle does say, like, I called her the next day, which we didn't know. And she apologized for that immediately. So, like, okay, credit where credit's due. But that does not take away from all the other shit that Kyle did. No. It, it got kickstarted just because we're, once again, having this conversation about how Sutton is a liability for Garcelle. And Andy asked the question, do you really think that she's a liability? And Garcelle flips it around and says, well, Rinna, do you think that Eric is a liability for you? And she was like flabbergasted, had no idea how to respond, nothing to do. And then we get the scene of her leading Erica out after Erica said terrible, terrible things. Now we get Crystal getting involved. And that's when we get the whole thing that we just talked about with Andy not following up and asking about the Fox Force 5 and asking about how they always stick together no matter what and there's never any repercussions for the things that they do. And Crystal jumps right back in. I actually forgot that Crystal was even there because she hadn't spoken at all this episode. And she gets in and you see Kyle's allegiances, boom, right back. Instantly. She was quiet. She was supportive of Garcelle. She didn't say a word. We know she's in that group chat for sure. And she didn't say a word the entire time one way or another, and she goes right back at Crystal. 
she has to have some sort of issue with Crystal. I don't really get it. I do understand that they're probably pissed off that Crystal was talking about the deep, dark secret that Sutton let go that never happened. And that's what Kyle keeps referencing over and over and over again. And she's so pissed off that she never really got an answer about that, that now she's just sitting here waiting for Crystal to talk so she can just bring it right back up. And it's brutal to watch. I mean, Crystal and Sutton are good. Move the fuck on. Yeah. It's over. And this is when I feel like we finally get some kind of, not resolution, but an explanation to these women in the group that are not understanding what the fuck is happening. And it's really annoying to watch. It's hard to see them not grasp this concept. But Garcelle breaks it down in a very genuine way, trying to explain to these women. Because Andy asks, like, do any of you think that any of these women are racist? And they all say no. But they don't understand that things that you say to a person of color might have a different connotation to it than you are either intending or that you need to be socially aware that if you're going to say certain things, it's different if you say it to a white person versus if you say it to a person of color. It can have a different meaning, and that's very real. Like, that's microaggressions. That's saying stuff that, for example, when Kyle said that Garcelle didn't pay the charity donation, like stuff like that, that can come off differently. And we understand that. Crystal understands that. Sutton now understands that due to a good conversation that she had with Crystal that allowed the conversation that Crystal and Sutton had to be put in the past water under the bridge mm -hmm. because Sutton understood that what was said in the conversation clearly rubbed Crystal the wrong way. She didn't intend to, but you need to be conscious of what you're saying. Yep. That is literally the same exact thing as the conversation that Kyle and Garcelle had as to why saying that she didn't pay the charity donation was problematic. The fact that she can't get out of her own fucking way to understand what they're talking about is so fucking frustrating to watch because she just keeps going at crystal non-stop and it's clear that she just doesn't want her on the fucking show she mm -hmm. just wants to get her out of here and she's trying to gaslight her she's trying to make her look like she's nuts crystal stands her ground and she does it very well she just clearly says you don't get it and you never will you will never understand it and she's right if you can't see what they're trying to say simply understand that you will not understand you need to know that there's things that you say that have different meanings and know that well said good points but yeah i mean it's it was good i mean we knew this we knew that they were going to save kathy kathy for the third episode we were fine with it we came to terms with it we just want this to be over but the reunion has been somewhat enjoyable it's been sort of like a mini season and it's i'm into been, that yeah it's been pretty good yeah so i'll give it that and i'm excited for next week and I'm excited to put this show behind us. And we have nice green pastures ahead of us yeah. with shows that we enjoy. And we get to come here every week and talk about shows that we like. Not getting angry. Maybe we can giggle a little bit. All right. I'm down for some giggling. And with, you know what? I'm not even, we're not even going to talk about Rinna's half-assed fake apology because I don't have time I don't, for I don't it. have time I don't for have that. time I just, for it. I don't have energy. I don't care. I just... I mean, I'm just so happy that you've come full circle on Sutton and you see what I saw in the beginning Well, where like, I knew that I'm just happy that her behavior has changed and she stopped putting her foot in her mouth. Yeah. She just doesn't talk when she doesn't but have to. But that's growth, dude. It's yeah, growth. It's understanding the situation you're in and becoming better. The other, that's all it is. The one little caveat that I did want to throw in at the end 
when they asked who had a Birkin bag and everybody but Erica had a Birkin bag. And she goes, that's just not my vibe. No, you just can't afford no, it because you you're a broke ass yeah. bitch. Be- <laughs> But that takes us to the questions. We got a lot of them tonight, so we'll try to fit in as many as we can, but we're not going to get to all of them. I apologize. From Hannah Rising, do you think Rena is coming back for another season? Ooh. Uh, as of now, yeah, I actually do think that she is. Yeah, same. I had the vibe at the end of the season. We'll call it the regular season. The regular, this is the postseason. So at the end of the regular season, I really thought that she was on her way out, but now... There hasn't really been much of an indication during the reunion that Mm-mm. she's gone. So I think Diana's out, and that's probably going to be it. Maybe they bring Denise back. I'm going to hold on to that hope, but we'll I see. said already, if Lisa is still on the show and they bring Denise back, I'm here for that. Yeah. Because Denise will go after Rena, and someone needs to check her. So I'm, I'm down for that. From G Miller 10 do you think Andy called Rena's behavior out enough, or did she need to be grilled more? Um... I think I, we'll see that next week. Yeah, I, there's still more time in the reunion, and I think that that's going to be more of a talking point with the Kathy stuff. Yeah, uh, I think he did a good. He brought up one comment or one tweet from actually a guy that we met last week, Eddie. Uh, oh, shit, Martini, that's right. Eddie. Yeah, uh, he had said pretty much what we were saying for like four or five straight weeks about her using her grief as a crutch. I think that's how we put it. He said that she was using it as a scapegoat. Um, so I do think that he kind of pointed that question directly at her. Did she do a good, good job explaining it? No. Was there apology half-assed to Sutton? Yes. Uh, but I do think the next week we're going to get Kathy just straight up grilling Rena. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly what they're doing is saving it for the, the big finale. Oh, I love this one from Keegan 17. Which housewife would you say you are most alike? Oh, <laughs> this is a great uh, question. It's a tough question. You got to think of one for you, and then you got to think of one for me, and I will do the same. I'm going to say, as of right now, now this is recency bias, I think I am most like Robin from Potomac after watching her drinking champagne before, during, and after doing the, uh, the music dance exercise class. Fair. So I, was, I, I noticed that, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that. So that's where I am right now. For you, hmm. This is going to be a little more difficult. I'm going to say that you're more, I'm going to give you Heather because she is a straight shooter and won't really mince words and doesn't really change whose side she's on. She just goes right after it. That's funny because I think that I'm most like Heather. Okay. And I think that you are most like, I'm actually going to keep it with Salt Lake and don't take this the wrong way because I only mean from her personality that we've seen on this season, all allegations aside. (laughs) Okay? This is not Shooter the Felon. This is Shooter the Non-Felon, Jen Shaw. Only because, all right, hear me out. It's it's flattering. Okay. She's the life of the party. She likes to have a good time. When all the shit's hitting the fan, she still tries to keep it light. In this season, only this season. All right, I'll take that. Okay? And that, that is similar to you. That's yeah, your temperament. I think that's endearing. I'll take it. And there might be some, you know, fraudulent charges out there somewhere <laughs> on you. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Ooh, this is an interesting one. From Sean M. Long. I like Sutton, but is she a bit thirsty for the mean girl's friendship? I think thirsty's not the right word for that. I think that 
she does want friendship and she wants everybody to be copacetic and not blow up at each other. But I think she does that with everyone. I don't think that's just for the mean girls. I just think that she doesn't like not being liked. Yeah. Period. I, think, I don't think yeah, it's that works. I don't think it's thirst. I think she just likes to be liked. Yeah. I agree with that. And the last one tonight is from D Tuttle 45. Your thoughts on how Sutton was able to shame an apology out of Rinna so elegantly. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that it was masterful. I never would have seen Sutton going against any of those three, Rinna, Erica, even Kyle, I guess you can throw in there, Dorit, whatever, in the beginning of this season or last season. So to see her just kind of go toe-to-toe and force an apology out of her, yeah, I was proud of her. I was too. I do think that we're giving Sutton a little too much credit because I think that Rinna is on the save face train right now. Yeah. So I think that she would have bent the knee regardless. Little House of the Dragons uh, oh, reference nice. there. You like that? Oh, yeah. Um, I do commend her for standing up for herself and saying something, but I think that she was going up against a Rinna that is trying to do some, some PR. Yeah, I agree. But that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, no. No, I'm good. Um, I know we, we've got Phillies. We've got bye week on Sunday, and we've got, as you just referenced, House of the Dragon. Season finale Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'm it's going to be sad because we have, I think, two years between the next season. What? Yeah, 2024. So, why do they too, do that? Not too excited about that. That sucks. Yeah. But at least we'll be done with Beverly Hills after next Hey-o. week. <laughs> but as we've been saying for about a month now, just keep your eyes on our page. There's a lot of cool shit happening behind the scenes, and we're literally like, chomping at the bit to be able to share it with you guys but we're still in the details phase of a lot of things so when we have news to report we will report that news but for the time being continue to follow us on instagram at brav underscore bros on twitter at brav underscore bros and on tiktok at brav bros no underscore just brav bros but i'm exhausted once again make sure you hydrate for next week dude we got a we got a lot to talk about um But until then, Rob Bros are out of here. See you next week. Bye.